friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. Uh, what's up, patron peeps? It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that gives you the sleeps. Uh, thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm gonna do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake whether it's uh, thoughts you know things on your mind you're thinking about thoughts uh, feelings anything you're feeling emotionally or physically so, you know, thing, whatever, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, um, changes in time, temperature, routine, whatever it is. It could be, it's it probably is something else. Uh, whatever it is, it's important. And I'm here to take your mind off of it and keep you company while you fall asleep or drift off. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place, like I said, where you could set all that aside uh, try to invite you in and uh, send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, are my tones creaky? How creaky are they, Scoots? Creaky enough that you don't need to listen to them. Creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Also, you can drift off, not listen to me, and fall asleep. So that basically means I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to use words whose meanings I don't know. And then go back and try to figure it out. Then say, wait a second, what was that? Uh, and then say, wait, was it, what, 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 that made me remember this one time. And then I'll say, wait, am I remembering it correctly? All that stuff, that's kind of pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. And to all my regular listeners, I'm so glad you're here and that I can help you. And to all my new listeners or potential new listeners, you're right, I'm being presumptive there. I'm here. Let me tell you a little bit about the podcast if you're new. Because if you're skeptical or doubtful or you're unsure, that's a totally normal way to approach the show. In fact, I'd say that's a pretty smart way. You say, wait, is this supposed to put me to sleep? What are you doing? When does it get started? How or why does it work? Uh, and I say, those are great questions. Some of those I kind of barely have answers to. Uh, and the other thing I've heard from regular listeners is give the show a few tries. It does not necessarily work on the, it doesn't ever actually work. Podcast, you'll, you'll kind of get a better understanding in a minute, but the podcast isn't something that kind of works or doesn't work. It's just kind of there. And, uh, you say, wow, really? You're selling me on this. I say, yeah, give it a few tries too. Cause it takes some getting used to. On the first try, a lot of people are trying to figure it out or wait for it to get started. And this is the one podcast that's never get started and is always going at the same time. Like like that bird that I talk about that my neighbor had one time that was a perpetual motion machine. The only thing that's the only thing I've ever seen done in perpetual well no, now they have uh um 
kind of dancing pandas and things like that, uh, waving cats. Those have usually some solar cells, and those are, are in perpetual motion as long as they have, I mean, they're nearly near perpetual motion. So if it was in perpetual motion, you'd say it never got started, and in some sense it's not going anywhere. If it was like some sort of a, I don't know, like what if the waving cat perpetual motion thing like the cat is actually not waving. It's like uh, it was. It's moving, and you say, "Well, the cat's not actually moving. It just is uh, under the illusion. It's creating the illusion of motion." And some of you may be saying, "Scooch lost me." I say, "Great, I'm already see. It's already it never started, and it already did." So, if you're new, a couple other things to note. The reason I make this show is twofold or two layers. Is one, I've been there. In the tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, waking up too early, or whatever, having to sleep in strange you know, situations, or you know, on a, on a thing, or way over there, or go to bed early, or get up early. I know how all that feels. So if I can help with that, that would be great. But what's even more important to me is you, because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a, a, a like kind of wind-down routine or a bedtime that doesn't have any dread. Like something you can look forward to and then restful sleep that you need. You deserve that. And if I can provide that, that would be great because that means our world's a better place. If you're rested, even a little bit more rested, or you start to get a better, you know, slowly you get more and more sleep. That means you could live your life uh, a little bit more fully and be a little bit more present. And that means our world's a better place. Just a fact. And it is a fact that your sleep is important and you deserve a good night's sleep. So that's why I make the show. A couple other things to know if you're, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. That can be really hard to adjust. Uh, it's a podcast you just barely kind of listen. Now you can listen. But if you're listening, waiting for it to put, a, put, put you to sleep, it kind of works in the, the way where you're kind of just listening and you fall asleep. So it's a podcast you don't really listen to. It doesn't really put you to sleep either. I'm here to keep you company. And then eventually you just wake up tomorrow or, you know, wake up to go to the WC, put the podcast back on. How come they didn't call the channel the WB, the WC? I mean, it, probably for a lot of reasons. Also because the company that owns its WB. Okay, well, we solved that mystery. That was the quickest mystery we've ever solved in the history of the podcast. And they'd say, besides the obvious of calling a network the WC, there's other factual reasons. Okay, fair enough, brain. We got that resolved. We don't need to, we don't need to, uh, whatever, get caught up on it. Oh, so this is a podcast you don't listen to. It doesn't even put you to sleep either. It just is here while you fall asleep. The show is over an hour. So you have plenty of time. And if you can't sleep for some reason, I'm going to be here keeping you company to the very end. Because keeping you company is just as important as you getting the sleep you need. Because I know how L-O-N, whatever, however that word is, uh, lone. I know how it can feel in the deep, dark night. There's a reason dogs howl at the moon and not at the sun. I mean, one, it'd be not good for their vision. But two, it captures it, or why that's, why that's used as a metaphor, because you say, well, it has a certain feeling to it. I say, that's what I'm here for. 
Okay, so let me see if I can even be more confusing. So the show doesn't put you to sleep. You don't listen to it. Your sleep is important. The other thing that can take some getting used to, but the regular listeners kind of know what I'm going to talk about here, and they have adjusted for what works for them, is the structure of the show. And the structure of the show is very intentional. It kind of goes along with the goals and the values of the podcast. So show starts off with a greeting, so you feel welcome and seen. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then there's listener support and community support. Then there's support for the show via Patreon or sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, Then there's our intro. And the intro runs between 10 and 20 minutes long. It's not part of the support or anything, though sometimes people think it is, maybe just because they keep skipping ahead or something. The intro is a show within a show that serves a purpose of giving you some wind down and ideally getting folded into your own wind-down routine that you discover, whether you listen as you're getting ready for bed or as you're in bed or you're doing some sort of other relaxing activity or you're falling asleep. There's a small percentage of listeners that are falling asleep, or there's a percentage of listeners that fall asleep. There's also 3%, 2% of listeners skip ahead. A few thousand people listen to story-only episodes on Patreon. So there's a different ways uh, to listen uh, to the intro, but like the the majority of listeners listen to it as they're winding down. So you're getting kind of getting ready for bed and slowly slipping into to rest. Uh, so that's what the the intro serves. It's kind of a not a warm. It's either a warm up or a cool down. Then there's support for the show. And again, that aligns with, uh, I like the podcast to be free and twice a week. So that's sponsor support. Then the podcast episode begins. And tonight we'll be talking about uh, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. But you don't necessarily need to understand or watch Star Trek to get it. Don't worry, I'll fill you in. And, And every detail you never wanted to know. So we'll talk about that, and then there'll be some thank yous. So it's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. And I don't know. I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard at this podcast. Uh, I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. So thanks for checking the podcast out. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you free twice a week. Everybody scoots here. It's time to uh, get into some track here. To descend into a little trek, if you don't mind me saying, because we're covering part two of the episode Descent. It started out season seven, episode one. And if you don't know where we left off, it starts with a recap of uh, everything that happened with their first encounter with the Borg, uh, I guess the Borg rebel ship, I would call it. Uh, We get uh, Data saying stop, Data and Troy. Don't believe, I like how it goes, I, then Hugh, then we are Hugh. I just like that progression. This isn't a linear catch-up, too. It's really done in a good way. I don't think it's linear, but I mean, my brain, you know, is not exactly linear. Conduits to subspace, Borg. I was like you once, but the one, without feeling. The Borg says, Data, sing it without feeling this time. We see Dr. Crusher in charge. 
Song of Song have joined. I don't know what that means. Uh, Song of Sons of Soong have joined together is what it means, Scoots. Oh, thanks, Scoots. Uh, Return to Federation space. And now, as the, what is that food maker, go, the same voice that runs the food maker says, and now, the conclusion. Yeah, but da- oh, Data says, or Lore says, by the way, we're going to put a, a stop to the Federation. And I don't know if this is the last Borg episode for uh, TNG, but I would say, what if it was Borg, Borg v. Borg? Uh, I don't know. Now knowing what I know, I got to rewatch some other, the, the movie and stuff. But, but we see, I'll run through my notes first, and then we'll go through Confident Lore, Dual, Dual, D-U-A-L, not the other one. Speaks, no, 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 no. Never going to, oh, there's a lot of uh, song lyrics here. Never give it up. Uh, intense desire to re, re, re something. Revive, rewrite, uh, something. I am talking to you, Picard. Lore sighs, uh. My true calling, something, give them something to believe in. After they say never going to give it up, they say, give me something to believe in. I am data to tell us, uh, using phaser as a pointer. Oh, I want data to tell us. We got to try the old talking to data, not to lore. Lots of talking, but really good edits. Yeah, there's a long discussion sequence, like an episode of Sleep With Me. But they put in enough camera, you know, camera shots uh, to make it work. You can't take that away from me. So three lyrics. Uh, I don't know. Are those songs or lyrics from different songs? But you can't take that away from me. Or talks to Borg uh, like a jerk. Purpose as to way street. Uh, fully artificial bio is over. Lord takes the phasers. You're obsolete. Uh, take them. More Borg talk or Muse Borg talk. This episode doesn't open till 518. Descent, part one. Acting captain's log. Uh, I can't read what I wrote. Uh, so I think the uh, Empire moves slowly from left to right. Uh, uh, we have uh, two people on the bridge in blue. I think I think you, oh, Officer Tate, uh, Lieutenant Tate. Uh, just oh, I think so. Just posted here six weeks ago, Riker. Go ahead, Will. Though um, Doctor Crusher says stop in or something. Crusher to Picard. They say there's no signal in the Getty. It'll look like a Gamma 2.5 vessel closing in. Let's go on alert. We got 70 seconds. Salazar, get everyone off the surface. Uh, Worf and I will stay, Riker says. Riker out. Uh, 21 seconds. 20 seconds. Uh, 75 still on planet. Uh, Mark something, 70%, uh, rev it up, right? No damage. We go left to up, bottom left to upper right, maybe? No following. URL, 
later. And then we see it's Benito Martinez plays Salazar. Those of you that watched a lot of uh, what would would be would would have been called peak TV in the the aughts. That was the aughts, right? Uh, um, you said, well, it got back. It, that was peak, that was peak TV back then, and it's peaked. You said, well, it wasn't peak. Uh, uh, but Benito Martinez is so good, and he's great as uh, um, uh, Salazar. Crusher, no happy face with if sure. Round up the take cover, Riker out. Uh, we'll be a few days on our own. On our own, that's another song. Uh, couple different songs. Ricard's still trying to talk to Data. Takes Commander's anger. Any other emotions? Uh, feeling you negative ones. Uh, Fueling, feeding you negative ones. It's how we act on them. But Data puts him undercover. I'm not, he's not your puppet anymore. Long pause. All right, so let's see here. We got Dolores about to start a speech. Uh, what do you think of my followers, Picard? What do you think of my outfit? You're like all velvety. Got a velvet Batman bodysuit. Uh, Picard says, you're just teaching them to act amorally or immorally. And then Data says, we serve a higher purpose. Uh, Troy says, I have sense feelings in you. Yep, my brother made that possible. Did he give you the chip? No, no, no. The one Dr. Soonming? No, 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 no. I still have the emotional program. My father designed, Laura says. I wouldn't want to give it up. Uh, so it's given me a sense of family. Really nice outfit on Lore. Lore could play a superhero or an antihero. Said, I'm talking to you, Picard. I will tell you all you need to know. Don't talk to Data. You talk to me. Picard says, you mess with the Borg. Lore shakes his head. You don't get it, bruh. You got no idea what's going on here. This is my true calling. Something to believe in. Uh, and I'd like to learn about that, but I want to learn through Data. Picard says, he keeps trying to make eye contact and Lore steps in front of his vision. How about that, Data? Could you talk to us? Uh, Laura won't let you talk. Uh, Data says, don't try to drive a wedge between me and my brother. See, he's not your pawn anymore. And then I helped him break free. That could be another song, just if I've helped the, them. Uh, look at everybody. I've helped them become. They're not mindless automatons anymore. They've got passion. Alive. Uh, and Troy says, did you cause them to become individuals? And he says, no, come on, give me a break. Uh, you you made the mess, Enterprise. Uh, Hugh interfaced with everyone, transferred his individuality, and destroyed things. Uh, and then they show Picard is still trying to work it out. Uh, he goes, I want to know what's going on with data. And Laura says, this, that's not what's important. And my calling's important. Uh, now I know why I was created. No one can take that away from me. And without me, these 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 Borg were pointless, uh, disoriented. Uh, they couldn't function. Couldn't even navigate their own vessel. Lost their sense of purpose. 
and I gave them their purpose. This episode does echo with metaphors of, uh, like, like the last four years. Uh, my brother and I represent fully artificial life forms, Data says. We are their future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Or in Lord's case, don't teach them well. He says, you, you're, you know, you're irrelevant now. So we're doing the same thing the Borg are doing, just a different way and different reasoning. We're not assimilating either. We're assimilating. And Data walks by him with like a uh, stern look on his face. And that's when we cut to the open. So quite, yeah, quite some time there. 703, 704, we get the acting captain's log supplemental. Only a small crew left on board. Can't help but search for data because of the EM field. And uh, we're trying to work on the sensor array to filter out the pulses. Uh, and the, Tate is doing the best. She goes, what's your name? Uh, Tate, sir. T-A-I-T-T. Don't think I've seen you before. Yep, new, six, six weeks ago. Well, never thought you'd be serving as tactical officer after six weeks. No, but that's why we get amazing training. I filtered out some of the noise. Good work. Uh, Record Enterprise, Will. We're on planet Sepia. Yeah, Enterprise to Picard. We can't get a hold of Picard. Call him. The Crusher tries to call Picard. Can't get a signal. Not anyone on the team. Well, they're going into something in Gamma 2-5, like the Getty. Then they say, Borg ship coming in here. Max matches the configuration of the one on Oneaka 3. How long we got? Uh, 90 seconds, 70 seconds. Uh, all right, get everybody off the planet, Salazar. Salazar goes to work. Uh, even use the transporters in the cargo bay. So they start sending people out uh, in groups. Uh, uh, she doesn't want to leave Riker down there. He says, your job is to protect the Enterprise, not me. Head back to Federation space. Just, so she says, prepare to leave orbit. Borg's powering up. It's forward weapons array. We got 20 seconds. Okay, okay, sales are 73 people left. Uh, all right, let's do a face-off with them up to the last second. Keep bringing people up. So they do that. So they, like, don't put up the shields to the last second. Stand by five seconds and do it. Uh, and they use the shield, and then they take off. Shields are at 70%. Uh, they return fire, but it doesn't do anything. They actually go right by them. The Borg ship looks massive at different times. Okay, ma- conduit maximum warp. Uh, and Enterprise, yeah, goes from lower left to the center of the screen. Borg aren't following us. Uh, Salazar, how many people we got left down there? 47. Okay, well, another minute we would have had them. Riker, the team leader. Yeah, Paul here, sir. Round up everybody who's left. Uh, avoid contact with the Borg. Riker out. Uh, he says, okay, we got a couple days worth, me and you, on our own. Just, like, not the same as when we're on that planet where I can get up to crazy things, but uh, still... 
and Reich Earth and Datus walking uh, Picard, Troy, and Jordy uh, into their room, showing them their quarters. I'm part of the, I'm a willing party. Uh, my time aboard the Enterprise is a waste of time. He takes their communicators, goes as misguided, trying to be a human, an evolutionary step in the wrong direction. And Troy says, you're really irritable. Uh, do you feel any other emotions? Because there are no other emotions. Jordy says, just because you can't feel them doesn't mean they aren't there. Lore's feeding you the negative ones. Uh, and Data says, Troy said, there's no negative emotions. Uh, it's how we act on them. And then that's when Picard says, well, what about all this? How are, what are you at? Why are you acting like this then? And Data says, in quests like ours, sometimes you got to make some sacrifices. It's regrettable. Greater good must be served. Uh, so we have the theme, which we obviously didn't learn from. They could have played this. Uh, uh, say, uh, anyway, so then he takes, he's, he's asking, da- oh, he asks Jordy for his visor. Take it off, man. Then he leaves. He confiscates Jordy's visor. Closes the door. He's got a bitter look. I'm not your puppet anymore. And he storms off. Picard looks. There's like a long, awkward pause. Then we come back. Enterprise's center screen moving to the right side, filling the screen. Some more people arrive on the bridge. Uh, one, two, three, four, five more officers. Uh, Tachyon Matrix is ready. Barnaby's here from the surface. Uh, by the way, he's a know-it-all, so. Tate, stay on the bridge. I need you. It's a science officer. She says, sure. Uh, okay, return course to the planet. And we're not leaving them stranded down there. Uh, we'll send him. We'll use a buoy to send our coordinates. Uh, ensign, send a buoy. And then she says, Barnaby, open the um, conduit. After we send the buoy, we get to see some buoy action. Scan for Borg ships between here and the planet. No vessels detected. Okay, must be hiding out somewhere then. Well, how long will we have then? Well, if, all, if they're about 30 seconds uh, and they crush the sails are, how long will it take to get everybody off the planet? Uh, says about a minute. She goes, we don't got a minute. What's the fastest? He goes, maybe 45, 50 seconds. And she goes, okay, we're going to need 50, 15 seconds. Uh, so she's really putting sails are under pressure. Let's use the planet as barrier then. They won't see us, right, uh, if we're on one side? Barnaby goes, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we could uh, drop out of warp at the last possible minute, gain a few seconds. Oh, and then Tate goes, but if you're, oh, this is interesting. So I didn't realize this was a callback. So Tate says, yeah, but if your calculations are off, uh, what if we bounce off the atmosphere? And he goes, I'll have to make sure my calculations are accurate. So she says, okay. But he tries to come back with that later. He doesn't learn his lesson. Hard right, she says. Uh, and we see Riker and Worf out hiking. Same path. Uh, we could be looking for hours. And then Worf says, except I got a reading here. Resid- residual thermal traces. Uh, could be human, according to the decay rate. Uh, 
right? Because it went that away. Then we go to like the throne room. Lauren Dater there. He gives him the visor. Why do you want it? Oh, I wanted to wear it. Uh, he thinks uh, he's funny. Lore. Data doesn't get it. So he goes, that's humor, buddy. It's not humor, though. It's just Lore being a bully. But he goes, actually, I was going to do, he goes, maybe Jordy could be a cyborg. Minus the side, like, minus, he goes, but a human, uh, not, you know. And Data goes, well, that hasn't really worked out for the Borg so far. I don't know if you know what you're doing, uh, Lore. And Lore says, yeah, well, if we try it out on them, better than the Borg. And Data goes, okay, I get it. Then some more Borg march in. Uh, He says, this Borg disconnected himself from the others. Uh, Wouldn't like Croesus read his thoughts. Uh, And he goes, why aren't you staying linked to Croesus? I told you so. The guy's kind of got a steampunk eye. It looks cool. He goes, uh. Lord goes, yeah, I know this is difficult. He really st- talks down to him. He's telling him how he feels. I know you must feel uncertain. All these sensations are new, overwhelming. Isn't that right? He's putting thoughts and feelings. In, you know, he's putting his own spin on things. And he goes, yeah, it's, I have doubts. And Lord says, it's natural. No one's going to blame you for your doubts. Uh, but you got to lose them. To keep you, know, he, he he's teaching him not good coping skills. Uh, because he needs you to remain linked to Croesus so that Croesus can keep you know give you confidence. And uh, he goes, I can't do it uh, without you, buddy. I need you linked in. Will you help me? And the Borger says, Sure, okay. And Lord goes, Good job. He's pretty pleased with himself. He winks at Data. Data's pleased with Lore. Then we go back to the Jordy Troy Picard. Go, I think there's a carrier wave coming off of Data or Lore. That's why I took my visor because I could see him. He goes, he's doing something with that chip from Soong, transmitting emotional programs to Data. Troy goes, yeah, but it's only negative stuff. He goes, yeah, it's really on purpose. Uh, he goes, but he would have had to disable his act- ethical program. And Picard says, can we, re- like, do something? And they go, yeah, we could reboot it if we do some, if we figure out some stuff. We're going to need some hardware, though, like A-Team style. Because if we could reboot it, though, data might listen. All right, it might be worth a try. Any ideas of uh, how we could do that? Uh, and then on cue, data comes and gets Jordy. And they go, where are you taking him? And Data says, don't worry about it. Uh, they go, come on, Data, we're going to talk. He just walks off with Jordy. And then we see Riker and Worf uh, coming up a hill. They see some uh, a board go by hiking at first. Uh, and you see, there's nothing sadder than hiking Borg. And they try to hide out. Then they go around. I guess they're avoiding one set of Borg on patrol. They see the Getty, they see, Commander, uh, there's a Getty-like building. And then they're surrounded by Borg, uh, Riker and Worf. And they say, oh boy. And they get led through first a cavern and then into a, like an industrial-type area. Looks like an old storage facility or something. Uh, but they go in there. 
There's old equipment, and they say, Hugh, is that you? Hugh, is that you? He goes, Commander Riker, uh, haven't you messed up enough stuff for us, Borg? And Worf and uh, Riker kind of get an awkward look on their face. And it cuts a commercial. Let me go back to my notes. So Lauren Crew, Visor, puts it on. They didn't know, like, uh, work on your sense of humor. LaForge is a test. Uh, Borg have not worked out. Uh, I understand. Good. Bring in unlinked Borg to Croesus. Uh, Laura tells him how he should feel. Uh, steampunk guy, will you help me? Jordy can see a carrier wave ethical program deactivated. A pulse, I think a tachyon pulse. Uh, Jordy, data, take Jordy, wait, no. Borg on patrol, Riker and Worf, three Borg. They see the Getty, busted in a cave, big drum music. Hugh... Hugh had long pause. Uh, so then they come back from that. So you blame us. Uh, ch- change, charge, choose. Riker lies. Worf won't accept it. Hugh paces. Voices change as you grow up, buddy. This could have, oh, this, this part is very 2016 to 2020. Uh, so look over lore. Competing or something, co-opting, follow Hugh. Kind of like a room, we go into like the Island of Misfit Toys in some sense. Hugh is mad. Can't read that, unlimited lady. Tell me about my friend, your friend, my friend Jordy. Worf deep breathes, we were going to be roomies. Looks like Hugh's eye, the effect behind it, has been downgraded, but that could just be that he's getting more airtime in a different environment. Uh, caverns to tunnels? Show us. Jordi on a lift. Uh, data fades on Picard. To late humor? Nope. Uh, Jordi jo- tries to con- convince him. His lights blink and sink. Uh, don't like those odds. Troy yells, uh, it's a fake out. A scuba move busted by Data. Uh, Lee Jordy, be back later. Picard, oh, did lift something. Uh, Picard looks for circuits. Uh, Fly flux inhibitor actually he finds it. I said, "Wow, this training that they must get, uh, like the, the like seriously, to get in the academy, you have to be the top of the top, and then you must have to learn all this stuff." It kind of makes sense, you know, because if you're on this giant ship in the middle of space, you'd have to fix things. Uh, then we're back, Enterprise, Crusher, and crew. Tate, uh, hold on, thirty-two seconds, six still out there. Euro save full impulse, uh, big ship, uh, no damage, 73% shields, warp down, 344 mark six, uh, into the sun, crusher sits back and we go to an ad.
metaphysic metaphasic shielding the sun's corona 12000 degrees c 62% activate it's our best shot critical online just something d- dumping 7000 degrees smiles uh oh temperature dropping 7000 degrees all stop uh how long we don't know the card uh, taking apart the device reboot ethical program uh, date and Jordy talk old times going sailing tried to swim but you sunk uh, water out of your servos that kind of reminded me of a song like you got water in your servos Delilah uh, Borg lore data outside too early to tell uh, data is sad why are you talking like that uh, check your systems bruh Cut back on emotions. Uh, uh, there's like a like a control in his fingernail. Yes, please. I want more. Like Oliver used to say. You're gonna thank me. Clearly, clarify something. Croesus. He does not want to be a part of our future. Then we have the Enterprise rotating from right to left. Uh, against the sun's corona losing incongruity or some integrity uh three four we don't know idea what this dude superfluid gas eruption the guy is a j-e-r-k uh only majored in solar dynamics so it's a long way long way to be mansplained nope uh you're wrong Let's do it. Fusion. Take us back there. Well, darn tootin'. I don't know if that says Dan taken. Data and Jordy, I came for you. Jordy groans. Remove the fibers. Uh, then they go into the theme room. I, he, comes, he came for Picard, not for Jordy. Uh, how can our actions that are wrong lead to the greater good, Picard asks. Well, he's doing, like, he's trying to reboot, or he already hit rebooted Data's ethical program. Ah, uh, Captain, thank you so much. You're going to assist me. Then we go to Worf, who is just finishing presenting his plan for getting everybody out. You turns away, though. Lore and Data commit, uh... So I can count on you. Big Farm Picard, then. Data's lips move. He stands stiff, but he's also kind of shaking a little bit. Uh, No, that would be wrong, he says. Uh, And then uh, Laura tells Two Borg to hold Data. I said, could Two Borg hold Data? I don't know about that. Uh, Laura makes a speech in my own... My own dear brother. What? AP? I don't know. Oh, ad. Uh, then there's like this whole scrum. Worf and Riker. Lore. Worf and Riker show up. Lore runs. Data pursues. Lore's at a pyramid terminal. Careful. Lore tries to use his finger controls, but Data phasers him. Lord, uh, Lore, I must uh, deactivate you. I love you, dear brother. 
Goodbye, lore. And we see the Getty and the moon. There's a kind of clean-up mop-up scene in the throne room. Then we're back on the Enterprise. We see Data has his Pac-Man-like chip. Data's cat's there, who's, of course, his name I forgot. Uh, Jordy pets the cat. Data kind of tries to almost apologize. We'll go through that. Does it work? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, if, what a hue. What, oh, they talk about friendship. And I said, what about a hue? Like, shouldn't the three of you move in together? Because Jordy says, well, I wouldn't be a good friend if I did that. Uh, and Jordy says, well, I'll hold on to this emotion ship because Data wants to destroy it. He goes, but well, I'll hold on to it till you're ready. Because Data, like much of us in their, you know, our, our angsty years, said, well, I'm just better off not feeling anything. You know, it only led me to trouble. Uh, but Jordy in the wise truth teller role says, no, 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 no. There's so much more than that. Okay, so we have the scene where uh, more truth telling with uh, Hugh. We're back. Uh, Post ad, they go, so you blame us for what happened to the Borg? And Hugh goes, yeah, you gave me the individuality and then sent me back there. You knew it would be passed on. Riker says, we considered it. Uh, and he goes, then you made it possible for lawyer to dominate us. And he says, no, no, no. War says, no way. And he goes, you don't know what the condition was when Lore found us. Uh, because we were a single-minded collective, and then the voices were smooth and flowing. But when I got back there, the voices began to change, uneven, discordant. Uh, and for the first time, people stopped, you know, they had different ideas about stuff, about how to proceed. Couldn't function. Got, you know, got on each other's nerves. Uh, some people just disconnected. And then Laura came along. And he goes, yeah, you don't know what it'll be like. You'd listen to any voice that promises change, uh, even if that voice insists on controlling you. Someone to show us out of a way of confusion. Lore, 2026. Uh, in the beginning, he seemed like a savior with a promise. Uh, and it was compelling. And we gladly did everything he asked for us. But after a while, it became clear. No idea how to keep his promise. Uh, and he talked about the need for us to make sacrifices, not him. And before we realized it, it was already, you know, and Laura's trying to remake us in his image. Uh, so, and that's what happened when I came across the Enterprise. So not exactly loving you. Riker says, sorry about that. We just want to get our people anyway. We won't cause you any more trouble. And then Hugh says, what about my friend? Friend? Jordy, man, what do you mean, friend? My best friend. They have more of an old boy reaction to it, but they say, well, Jordy's caught. You know, we wish you could. Let's use that for our advantage. Uh, it's probably hidden in the compound somewhere. It's worse than that, actually, Hugh, but... Uh, you says, can't risk getting busted, so it can't help you. Can you show us a way into the compound? You says, I suppose there's caverns to tunnels, uh, and they connect with the control docks. Or says, okay, show them to me, and then I can determine the geography of this compound. We'll form a rescue plan. And we see Jordy and Data and... Uh, 
First, he says, Data, and Data pretends he's Picard and uses Picard's voice. Jordy, let me get you out of here. Uh, Jordy goes, Thank goodness. Uh, Data's doing something weird, man. And he goes, Ha ha ha. I was just kidding you. And uh, trying to develop my sense of humor. And Jordy says, I need some work, by the way. So Data says, okay, let me take a look at how your uh, your visor works. Maybe we can make you, if, uh, I think we could work on making you into uh, a full droid. Nanocorrectal. Uh, and some funny effects here, probably not for bedtime, but you get to see uh, Data working with Jordy. And they say, yeah, the, 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 we'll do the thinking for you now. And Jordy goes, come on. And the data says, there's only 62, 62% chance we'll be doing the thinking for you. Otherwise, you, yeah, you'll be resting, you know, well. And Jordy's like, can't you tell you're being manipulated? Uh, but data's not breaking right now. And he goes, yeah, well. He goes, I still got, can't, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, I got Troy and Picard to test out on, too. He's even amused. Uh, and Jordy's not amused. Uh, then this is when Troy and Picard fake out one of the um, Borg, and they managed to kind of get a some sort of a device off the Borg. And they they attempt to get away, but of course everybody's waiting for them right outside. Just bad timing, but in the end it was just um, a distraction anyway. So it's better they got caught trying to get away instead of uh, got caught, um, you know, going through stuff. But if you know if you got people from Enterprise locked up, make sure to go through their pockets. Uh, free advice. So they go back in. It's data in the Borg, no lore. And uh, they say, okay, we're almost done with Jordy anyway. And they say, Jordy's stressed out, man. What are you doing? He goes, I'll be back. But Picard says, uh, well, I got the device at least, uh, so we could work on taking it apart. Got a transceiver. And Jordy says, okay, just find. Uh, Find its uh, phase, you know, circuit phaser or whatever. Ketion Pulse reboot. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, Jordy tells him what to look for, and Picard's able to look for it with modulate, phase modulation circuits. So, I mean, I say bravo again to the training. But Picard's working it, he's taking it apart. And he says, okay, found it. Uh, and Jordy says, okay, we're going to have to find a flux inhibitor, though. Picard makes a face at that. Then we go back to the Enterprise. Can't locate the Borg ship. We're trying to filter out interference. Uh, we'll be within range in 19 seconds. And then we see the ship. Okay, we'll enter orbit. And we'll try to get everybody we can, right? Uh, Let's hope it's enough time. So they go. 
ship kind of goes sh- short stop, and then they're in standard orbit. Uh, Borg ship's moving in. Get everybody off of their cells. Are we got 32 seconds? Uh, still can't locate Picard or Riker or Worf. Uh, we're getting everybody off except for those six, so. And Borg ship's powering up. Uh, come on, Chief, now or never. Preparing, raise shields. Lost, you know, lost support in a cell. Warps out. Full impulse, evasive. And when they go by the Borg ship, it's like, it looks like, it, I don't know if it's perspective, it's like 10 times the size of the Enterprise. Okay, shields is 73%. Uh, let's check the warp engines. Can't outrun them. Okay, 34-4 mark 6. Uh, directly into the sun. So they're making a run with the, the sun. Majority was working on something with metaphasic shielding, though. Uh, well, it's not in its databanks. Uh, we can enter the sun's corona. Borg ship wouldn't be able to follow. Can you bring the program online? Yeah, I don't know. So they're trying to put on this experimental program Jordy was working on to hide out in the sun's corona. And is it risky or not? And then it's just uh, crush, Dr. Crush just says, just do it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's see if it works. Uh, it does work. So Jordy, the Deus Ex Jordy, but in the middle of the episode, so I don't know. So temperature goes down. Everybody's relieved. Uh, and they say, okay, now we got to work on a new plan. Maintain course while I do some thinking. And they're in the sun's corona. Bordic parks outside and waits for them. And they're taking up a relative position, waiting for us to come out. Uh, all right, how long can we last in here? We don't know. And we go back to Troy, or Picard in Troy, and he says, okay, now I just got to boot this thing up. Uh, maybe we could use the force field to get it started. Hopefully that'll work. Uh, then Jordy is with uh, Data. Remember the good times? Uh, remember on that lake? And he says, I have a complete record of that. Yes. And Jordy laughs. You went swimming. You jumped out of the boat. You had to walk along the bottom because you weren't buoyant. Uh, Data goes, yeah, I don't have any buoyancy. This was a kilometer back uh, to shore. One kilometer, 46 meters. Took two weeks to get the water out of your servos. Uh, Data says, okay, well, I'm ready to reboot you, Jordy, permanently. And he goes, well, what would you think if you go back to normal that you rebooted Jordy, did a full wipe of uh, everything that makes Jordy, Jordy? And Data goes, well, huh, well maybe I got to check your neural net a little bit, a little bit more. Before I proceed, so Jordy does get through to him. The old water and the maybe there's still some water in those servos in the servo of his heart. Uh, then we're outside. Data walks out, says, uh, 
It was, what's up, Dolor? What's up, Data? You got progress? I had to take a break. Uh, a little early to tell. And Mori goes, it's not going to work, uh, but that's fine. They're just humans. Um, and actually, in the background, there's two Borg, like, discussing stuff. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. Because they're, like, talking about eating a hoagie or something. Like, how big was a hoagie? They say, what's a hoagie? Like a sandwich you put in your mouth. Uh, they're doing that with their body language. Meanwhile, Lord's, you know, try, Lord's trying to, and he goes, you know, and then I got it on the back of my hand. This is what the Borg are saying. What on the back of your hand? Mayonnaise on the back of my hand. Uh, and meanwhile, Lord uses his finger controls to, like, cut up and ramp down Data's emotion. Data does not like it. More emotion, less. Well, I'll just give you a little bit. Data says, please, sir, I'd like some more. A little more? Nah, a little less. And Data breathes a sigh of relief. Uh, aren't you going to thank me, dear brother? Thank you for uh, messing with me. Well, I just hope this clarifies things for you. And that's when he says, Corrosis, we can't trust my brother anymore. He's too much, uh, he's too much like himself or something. Go back to the corona. Metaphasic shielding is wearing out. Uh, we're not going to be able to stay in here longer than three or four minutes. We need a half hour to fix the warp. Uh, that's when Tate goes, I have an idea. A solar fusion eruption. Take out the Borg ship. And the other dude says, what? Uh, she goes, yeah, particle beam. A superfluid gas eruption. We just target the right place. Uh, would take out the ship and she goes how do you know and she goes well it was my honors thesis in solar dynamics the guy goes this is in the academy and she goes i've already started working on it uh i'm pretty confident i have everything down and he goes what if your calculations are off uh and she says she repeats his words back to him just have to make sure my calculations are correct uh, jerk face and he says okay so they do it. It uh, causes a solar like fusion thingamajig. My, I didn't have any honors thesis theses, so, but it does cause an eruption. Crusher watches seriously, but uh, totally takes out the Borg ship. Problem solved. Uh, mansplainer even laughs and then uh, gets serious again. Full impulse, well done, Tate. Uh, let's do this. Jordy's got a bit like a Troy's kind of helping Jordy. He's saying, I'm not feeling so hot. Uh, data comes in, not for here for him, I'm here for you, Picard. But that was when the reboot thing was there. I mean, hopefully, and he says, Yeah, what, what goes to uh, what's Lore tell you what to do now? And a good data says it's for the greater good. They're in the their own room. Good. There's a, it isn't good or bad, right or wrong. Because isn't that a function of your ethics program? Correct. Uh, well, what does the program tell you about uh, changing Jordy out uh, in lore? Tells you those things are wrong, doesn't it, data? 
And so how can actions that are wrong lead to a greater good? And Data says, you're contempting to confuse me. You say, well, yeah, I've had these conversations with people I know. He says, you're sensing the truth, the ethical, pro- the ethical program. Then Lore walks in with a ton, ton of Borg. He uh, says, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're going to assist me in an important ceremony where we go bye-bye. Then uh, we go back. Worf's working on his plan. We're going to get in, sneak into the compound. We'll have to move fast. Uh, can't mess with the guards because they can communicate. Uh, Riker goes, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll have to take that chance because you're not helping us, Hugh. And Hugh turns away. Riker, they both kind of roll up on Hugh. They like, kind of guilt him that he's not helping Jordy. They see, we just ruined your entire species' life, uh, but we got to get a... Uh, but then Laura says, time to close the door on the past. Commit yourself to the work that lies ahead of us. Uh, I can count on, you can count on me, like one, two, three. Uh, take Big Farm Picard. And he looks strapping in his Laura outfit. Uh, and that's when Data goes, no, that's unethical. So not going to do it. He can't do it at first. He can't even do it. He can't. It's not possible. That's why I think his hand shakes. Says, Croesus, put to your crony. I'm a Croesus. I'm a crony of Croesus. Because, uh, yeah, you've been around humans too long. So there's nothing worse than cro- a crony of Croesus. Uh, Lord makes another speech all about sacrifice and better futures, teaching children well. And I'm not going to ask any more of you than I'm prepared to give myself. Yeah, baloney. Baloney, Lore. And he goes, oh, my own dear brother. So he's going to do a big farm data, maybe. He says, goodbye, data. And I said, one, I don't think, and then that's when Hugh comes out of nowhere, protects data, like he's Jordy. Then we have a total showdown. It totally becomes a mayhem. Worf and Riker are there. Borg v. Borg. But these are all individual Borg. Uh, Worf rescues Data. War makes a break for it. Data pursues. Picard looks around confused while it's total mayhem. But Riker and Worf are doing stuff. And then Laura's at this, like, diamond, like, workstation. It's got those things, like, you'd handhold, like, if you're taking, a, like, a love tester would have at a carnival. And he goes, don't mess with that phaser, brother. He goes, I got a way out of here. Do you want to come with me? He goes, I'm willing to forget everything. We can start fresh. I have a love tester with a triangle pyramid here, light up pyramid, uh, Says I'm hot stuff, and we're brothers, so maybe you'll be hot stuff too, or maybe you'll be uh, hot to trot. I don't know. And I could give you Papa's emotional chip, uh, and second that emotion, it's got memories too, memories of our father. But he tries to stealthily do another program. He actually starts it. Then he makes a move on Data. Data's too fast. Stuns Lore. Stares him down. Very serious frown on his face. A frown on Data's face. Goes up to Lore, who's uh, resting. 
opens up his positron. He says, I got to deactivate you. Without me, Lore says, you'll never feel emotion again. And Data goes, yeah, I know. I realize that. Uh, but I got no other choice here, buddy. Also, I mean that not in the colloquial sense. And that's when Lore says, I love you, brother. One last chance to say dear brother, though. He doesn't do it. One of my favorite villainous phrases is dear brother from Lore. And Lore goes uh, into to, to, to rest mode. We see the Getty again. Then we have the mop-up scene. Where's Jordy and Troy? Are already on the Enterprise. Beamed him aboard, boss. Day comes. Lore's no longer functioning. We got to disassemble him, though, so he's no longer a threat. Welcome back, Data. We'll forget everything that happened. Uh, they say, thanks for the backup, Hugh. Why'd you do it? He goes, well, maybe you affected me more than I realized. Uh, what's next? Uh, and he says, I don't know. He told you, uh, can't go back to the collective. Can't go back to Hogwarts. Uh, we need a new leader here. Not sure that's true, Hugh. The leader might be Hugh. You and he says, maybe in time we'll learn to work together as a group uh, and function as individuals. Good luck to Hugh, uh, Picard says. Hugh says goodbye. We have the Enterprise going from left to right to center screen, kind of the right as it goes into the distance. Starbase 295 en route. Data holds up a Pac Man shaped uh, silicon device. Doorbell rings. Jordy comes in. I don't know how I forgot the name of the cat. Jenny K sent me a, the comic book of the, uh, the cat. Uh, he goes, yeah, Dr. Crusher says I'm going to be all, all 100% data, despite how you know, you're messing with me. He goes, I'm relieved. Uh, you know, I'm relieved. Uh, I don't know if data cannot apologize or what. But he just says, I, I'm relieved. What's that? Oh, this is a motion chip. It's a little bit broken. But I'm going to totally get rid of it. Cat starts taking a bath, and then it smells the uh, chip, and then it takes a bath. But it's mostly watching. And Jordy says, "You want emotions your whole life?" And he goes, "Yeah, I did." But uh, look what they look what they brought me—only misery. Can't mess with my best friend. Let's say no about your friendship with you, and I, I don't want to be, you know, outranked. Uh, and that's when Jordy says, I wouldn't be much of a friend if I let you catch really taking a bath now. If I could let you get rid of your dream now, would I? Maybe someday. Long pause. When you're ready. Now keep it, buddy. And we just see a good view of Data's face thinking about it. It's all in the face. And the episode comes to a close. As the Enterprise goes across our screen and into your dreams. Uh, Good night.